Welcome to the Wellsteading Podcast. This is episode 237. Today is July 6, 2017. I'm your host, John Pugliano. I'm also the founder and money manager of investablewealth.com. Well, hey, I want to do get out here and do a quick episode today because we're seeing volatility creep back into the market and now the headlines are being really driven with a lot of fear. Well, as I always say, I can't predict the future. I don't have a crystal ball. I don't know if things are going to fall apart tomorrow. For now, I'm continuing to hold my positions. I think that once we get through this G20 meeting, some of the concern is going to go away about the fear of tariffs and border taxes and, uh, you know, all the barriers to international trade. I think you'll see some of that fear go away. I also think you'll see some moderation on all the global banks and their positions to not only raise interest rates, but also to cut back on their quantitative easing and to reduce their balance sheets. I think you'll see them start to walk back some of those statements. The employment numbers that recently came out were not that good. They were under 200,000 jobs. We need in excess of 200,000 jobs just to create opportunities for the millennials that are entering the workforce. So I think for that reason and others, you, you will see these central banks walking back some of their statements about their more hawkish commentary they've, they've had about clawing back some of the, the, the excess money that's on their balance sheets. But for now, all of those kind of things are driving a lot of volatility back into the market. And volatility isn't a bad thing. This market's been running on fumes and way over optimistic for a long time. I think that the real concern that we have getting through this summer and into probably October, when we're likely to see a great deal of volatility, but I think the major concern now is North Korea and whether or not there will be a military strike there. I'm not going to go into it in this episode. I think that that probability is probably pretty likely based on the way we're positioning our naval fleet in in that area. Um, But what I will say is that if it does happen, I think it will be an excellent buying opportunity because I don't think we're going to get bogged down in a war in North Korea like we did in the 1950s because I think this time around, China is not going to support North Korea. Again, I'm not going to touch on that in this episode. If you're interested, you know, get in touch with me through wealthsteading.com. And if there's enough interest, I might do an episode on why I think that way. But for now, I'm just going to say that my biggest concern is if there's military action in North Korea, short term, that will probably cause a lot of volatility and really pull the stock market down. And I'm probably not going to be able to get out of it at that point. So I'll have to ride it through. But the 25% or so money that I have in cash that I'm holding in reserves waiting for a buying opportunity, that would most likely be the buying opportunity that I would take all my cash reserves and put that into the market because I don't think we're going to have a long-standing war in the Korean Peninsula. In any case, that's not why I'm coming to you with today's episode. I wanted to talk about all the headlines, all the negative headlines right now on Tesla. Now, before I go down that path, let me assure you, I don't own Tesla. I think Tesla is way overpriced. I think there's a a lot of hype associated with that stock, and I wouldn't touch it with a 10-foot pole. In fact, I've had a client that has wanted to purchase it, and I've discouraged them from doing that because I think it's just an inherently overvalued stock. Now, having said that, many of you are going to say, but John, I've heard you publicly comment that you think that Elon Musk is, you know, a genius and very intelligent, and he's doing a lot of great things. Absolutely right. I do. I think all those things about him, I think his Hyperloop, I think the the Tesla car itself, what he's doing with the power, power wall, all those things I think are brilliant. 
But that doesn't mean that the company Tesla is going to be successful. It doesn't mean that they're going to be able to handle all the debt issues they have. It doesn't mean that I agree with all the financial engineering and smoke and mirrors and mysticism and numerology that's associated with their balance sheet. If you go back and search over at wealthsteading.com, you'll see that, I don't know, maybe six months ago or so, I did an episode specifically about Tesla and all the reasons. I think there's some hocus pocus going on there with the way they are handling their finances. And I don't want to be anywhere near a stock like that, no matter how much I like the CEO. But here's the big point I want to make about the headlines now that are saying, you know, Goldman Sachs has downgraded Tesla stock. Virtually every media outlet is screaming at the top of their lungs that Goldman Sachs has downgraded Tesla's stock and they're calling for a stock price of $180 a share. Well, just a couple weeks ago, Tesla's stock had hit a high and it was trading at like $383 a share. So $180 is less than 50% of Tesla's most recent high. You can imagine with all that negative press that in the past couple days, Tesla's stock has fallen like a rock. I don't disagree with any of that. As I've mentioned, I don't own Tesla. I have no plans of buying it in the near future. I had no plans of buying it in the recent past. I think it's been overvalued for a long time, but that's not even the point I want to make. The point I want to make is that Goldman Sachs has been saying this for a long time. The first downgrade from Goldman Sachs on Tesla, the first time that they took their rating from a buy to a hold, and put that $180 stock price on Tesla wasn't last week or the week before, the month before that. You know when it was? It was October 6th of 2016. That's nine months ago. So this is old news. In fact, it's so old news that I think Goldman Sachs was embarrassed to the fact that when they'd put out that recommendation over, you know, six months later, Tesla stock had pretty much doubled. And while they still had a negative rating on the stock, they raised their forecast from $180 up to $190 a share. But you know what? They've since revised that back down to $180 a share. That $10 didn't make any difference at all. The fact of the matter is that Goldman Sachs, for at least nine months, has been saying that Tesla stock is way overvalued. It's not fake news. It's not new news. But it is newsworthy point I'm trying to make here is don't try and trade simply on the headlines. The headlines are always going to come too late. Remember the old adage on Wall Street, you want to buy the rumor and sell the news. So the rumor was that Tesla is this amazing company and it drove the stock price up to crazy high numbers. And in fact, that's no small part to Goldman Sachs, who I believe on the last two public offerings, you know, the, the secondary offerings of Tesla stock, these last two rounds of it, Goldman Sachs was a big promoter of the stock. So, you know, they spent a couple years telling you to buy it. And then once it gets saturated, once everybody flows in there, once everybody runs to that side of the boat and the stock gets extremely overvalued because the hype that these analysts put on these companies, then Goldman Sachs comes around and tells you it's overvalued. So, like I always say, ignore the news, ignore the static, do your own research, don't go by what the talking heads say on TV or what some pundit is pontificating. Know what you're buying and do your best to stick with value. Well, as I mentioned at the beginning of the program, for now, I'm holding my positions. 
I don't think it's time to sell yet, but I do think that as we get closer to October, we are going to see more volatility creep into the market. And between now and then, it probably almost most certainly will be time to rotate out of some of the positions I'm in, particularly my overweighted sectors and international stocks. So stick with me, come back, let's see if I can get the call right. Until then, as always, this is John Pugliano wishing you the very best returns.